Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. You know the song, my family, it reminds me of uh, Genesis chapter 17. I am El Shaddai, walk circumspectly before me. I'm actually going to come back and read that uh, scripture right after our conversation uh, with Mr. Fulgun, uh, Mr. Francois Fulgun, who joins us right now on the line, my family, at the back of Great Sounds of Music, Elevation Worship and Maverick City with a track titled Jire. And in case you've just joined us, it's 14 minutes after one. That is your time. Uh, myself, Ayanda, standing in from Paul Putini, who certainly is back with you tomorrow. And I uh, want to send a mighty big shout out to Baba uh, Baket Lamini, community psychologist, marriage and family therapist for an amazing, amazing uh, time of counsel and just debunking, you know, some of uh, the gray areas around the issue of grief. Of course, we're going to try and see if we can get part two um, of that conversation going. But right now, let me tell you. Here's a big one. And when I say big one, it's a big one because, wow, you know, man, text. Hey, this text thing. Anyway, so we are crossing over now. Uh, the page, uh, special specialist legal services and systemic investigations uh, at the office of the tax ombudsman. And this conversation is deliberately unscripted. It is to allow for such a flow, my family, that uh, we don't want you to hold back. Um, have you tried to deal with the Office of the Tax Ombudsman? Have you tried uh, to try and lodge, um, you know, a, um, a an investigation or rather a complaint? You know, what was your experience? Let's hear all about it. And uh, uh, Mr. Fogun is here to help you and I. You will remember that this is a continuation of conversation that we've already had with the office, you know, where uh, uh, Mr. Mamabulo was absolutely phenomenal in helping us understand that indeed the office of the tax ombudsman is not like a a, a SARS consultancy office, so to speak. It is um, a, a body that is instituted to adjudicate when you and I have issues with SARS. You know, uh, that's where we can escalate our matters when we've reached the roof at SARS. So that's the conversation 16 minutes after one. That is your time after this break. Uh, Mr. Fulgur joins us on the line my family those questions are coming through on 0826572729 and i want to appreciate um alvin coming through on the whatsapp line with your message uh alvin will be listening on the radio we certainly will be relaying uh that question coming through um alvin and uh we really look forward to the response let's take a quick break my family from your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet join this life on 657 a.m Send us a WhatsApp on 082-657-2729. Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice and update your details. Or SMS the word DEVOTIONAL to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. Mr. Fulyun, good afternoon to you, sir, and thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon, Ayanda, and thank you for having me. Yeah, so like I was saying of air, uh, I, I kind of don't know how to, you know, how to say this because I do want to, you know, acknowledge the fact that the last time I spoke to you was last year. I don't know how to, is, is it, it's not Happy New Year anymore. It's not compliments of the season. 
I suppose, you know, a simple, lovely to chat to you again uh, will surface for this time. No, definitely. I, I did see this. I think it was last year, but time goes by so quickly. It does. Yeah, when you said it's already the last time in February, it's best time going. Unbelievable, let me tell you. And uh, as time goes by, uh, so does uh, some of, uh, you know, the, 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 the packing up um, of some of the issues that we have to deal with as law-abiding citizens of this country, you know, day after day. Uh, and so thank you so much for uh, to you and the team for allowing this time of uh, education around uh, some of the dispute, um, dispute management processes at the Office of the Tax Ombudsman, uh, some of those systemic challenges that we sometimes meet. Let's start by you know a, a brief understanding uh, uh francois what is the work of the office of the tax ombudsman yes so firstly i can just point out that the office of the tax ombudsman is an independent and an impartial office that deals with complaints against the south african revenue service so shortly, when we look at our mandate, our mandate is twofold. Firstly, it is to review and address any complaint regarding a service procedural or administrative issue mm. um, that that comes from any of the tax acts that is administered by the source commissioner. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the mandate is what you've alluded to, is also then to address and review any complaint which might be, or any issue rather, Mm. that might be systemic in nature. Mm, mm, mm. So how does that process work, um, uh, Francois? So uh, let's take it from the point where I am now really upset with, uh, with SARS. I have now exhausted myself uh, with SARS. What then happens um, as I approach the Office of the Tax Ombudsman? Yes, so um, like you said, as soon as the taxpayer has exhausted the source internal compliance processes mm. um, and nothing was achieved by doing so, a taxpayer can lodge a complaint with, with our office. Mm. And the process of lodging a complaint with our office is very simple. A taxpayer can merely just log on to um, our website and then submit a complaint via our website, or they can complete a form and send it through to our office. And once we receive that complaint, our office will, will capture that complaint. And within two working days, we will be providing the taxpayer with a case number. Then we will review that complaint to see that that to see if that complaint falls within the mandate of the office, and if it does fall within the mandate and there's merits to the case, we will then make certain recommendations to SARS mm. on how we feel that SARS can best resolve that complaint, mm. Mm. and then we will escalate that to SARS, and then we will also follow up with source in if there is any delays in the process mm. and we will also then communicate with the taxpayer regarding the outcome of our investigation. Mm. Now, Mr. Fulyun, you know, uh, uh, last, uh, the last conversation that we had with your office, uh, we learned that sometimes not all 
disputes. The Office of the Tax Ombudsman does not always accept every case that comes at its door. And I can understand that. But can you perhaps help us understand what are some of the reasons why your office will not accept a case? Yes. So that, that is a very important concept there. So firstly, what we find is that a lot of taxpayers approach our office without having followed the normal process first, mm. which would be to lodge a complaint with the SARS office first. And in those cases, although SARS might be in the wrong and the taxpayer has something to complain, uh, complain about, If they have not followed the correct process first, Mm -hmm. by law, we cannot look into that case. So that is the first thing. And in those cases, we will then advise the taxpayers to first lodge a complaint with the SARS Complaints Management Office, allow them the 21 working days, and then come back to our office. Mm. Then a second issue that we also find is, and, and this is not necessarily in the majority of the cases, Like I've indicated, our office is an independent and impartial office. Mm -hmm. So we go on facts. We do not, we do not take, take a side in, in this matter. We go on facts. We look into who did what. So we will be steered then by the merits of a complaint. Mm -hmm. If a taxpayer is in the wrong or the taxpayer followed a or hasn't followed a process, Um, that they should have or they did not do what was expected from them, we cannot entertain that issue up until that point where the taxpayer then does what is required from them. Mm. So Mm. in in those cases, we will then also um, reject the complaints. And then lastly, we also get a few complaints where um, a taxpayer approaches our office in cases where um, we've got specific limitations. Mm. And and that is typically your cases where if a taxpayer, for example, is aggrieved by an income tax assessment, <laughs> legislation legislation cases for... And, and we, we do get a lot of those cases where a taxpayer yes. is aggrieved by a, an assessment. And in, in those cases, there is a specific process that a taxpayer needs to follow, which is catered for in legislation. Mm. And that process is for a taxpayer to follow the dispute process, which which would be an objection or an appeal. Now, although there is a specific remedy available that the taxpayer should follow, when the taxpayer follows that remedy and there is a light on sources side in finalizing that remedy or attending to that remedy, Mm. that is then again a case where a taxpayer can um, come to our office. Sure. I hope that is uh, helpful for you, my family, Mr. Francois Fouillon from the Office of the Tax Ombudsman. And uh, much appreciation, of course, uh, to the team um, out at the office for organizing this conversation. Uh, Francois, can you take us through... Uh, the mechanics, the, the, the hierarchical structure, or perhaps the process, you know, from beginning to end 
of what um, a taxpayer is likely to experience when they submit their, their, their case with your office? Yes. So what will happen is, as indicated, um, the office will capture the complaint and within two days the taxpayer will receive a, a case number and an acknowledgement mm. that he did indeed receive the complaint. That complaint will then go to our complaints department. Mm-hmm. And our complaints department will review that complaint and they will review that complaint within eight days. Eight days, so you with, Within eight days. Mm-hmm. So what they will do is they will firstly then confirm that the taxpayer followed the, the correct processes having um, engaged source first. Mm-hmm. And if a taxpayer did follow the correct process, they will then start to review the complaints. Mm-hmm. And during mm-hmm. the review process, they will start looking at the actions of both source mm-hmm. and they will look at the actions of the taxpayer mm-hmm. to determine who did what and what transpired during the case. Mm-hmm. Now, if the merits of the case then points out that um, SART is in the wrong, we will accept that complaint and make certain recommendations to SARS on how they can best resolve that, that complaint. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, we will do the review of the complaint and inform the taxpayer of the outcome within eight days after then him receiving acknowledgement that the complaint was indeed received. Mm-hmm. Now, once once we forward the complaint to source, um, we endeavor to have that complaint finalized within 15 working days. Hmm. Now, the, the completion of that complaint within 15 days will be dependent on, on some factors. Um, For example, if we look at a single-period complaint, a single-period complaint might typically be quicker to resolve than Mm. a multiple-period complaint. So if your complaint is about five tax periods Mm. or five bad periods, it might um, go over the 15 days for for SARS to implement the recommendations. Secondly, the age of the complaint might also have an impact on how long it will take um, the, the, the complaint to be resolved. Mm. And that's cases where we find that we do still have cases where a taxpayer might complain regarding a 2015 or a 2016 period. Mm. And typically due to availability of information and, and the like, that might take longer to finalize than a complaint that relates to, uh, for instance, a current period, which would be 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the two biggest issues that we find that might impact, impact on the time frame then ultimately it will take to have the, the resolution of the complaint implemented. Mm. However, during that process, as soon as the 15 days um, that we endeavor to have the resolution implemented. If that is not going to happen, we then uh, we will inform the taxpayer of this. Uh, yeah. So. I- 
Uh, okay, uh, let's, uh, what's the time now? It's 29 after 1, that is your time. I don't quite know what happened there, but we lost that call, my family. It's actually time for us to take a break anyway. Um, so we will take a break and we'll come back uh, to Mr. Francis Fulhoun, who is the Specialist Legal Services and Systemic Investigations uh, uh, at uh, the Office of the Tax Ombudsman, helping you and I understand the whole ecosystem, understand the process, um, and, and, and kind of gauge, you know, how to navigate around uh, that entire system. Uh, 30 after 1 is your time. Let's take a quick break. My family, your questions are coming through uh, and Alvin will certainly will respond to your question. Your questions are coming through on 012-334-1322. That is uh, the uh, studio line. Otherwise, 0826572729. That is on your WhatsApp uh, line here on Radio Pulpit. Radio Pulpit, 657am, a companion for those who need encouragement. Listen to us on our app or visit radiopulpit.co.za. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day. Inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Saranyela Nati, Ugukukula is in Pilo Zabantu, Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Ish, friend, today I've been receiving calls from different insurance agents for a car. I don't even own a car. I wonder where they got my contacts from. I have even blocked their contacts. Friend, don't you know Bobia? The Protection of Personal Information Act. The information regulator can help. This act allows you to request companies to remove your information from their databases. Bobia requires them to get consent first before contacting you, especially if you have not given them your information. Really? And if they persist after you have told them to stop calling you, you can lodge a complaint with the regulator. Don't expose your details on social media posts. Hide your private information. This makes you vulnerable to those who use your information unlawfully. And that's why we have Bobia. And how do I contact the regulator? Simple. Lodge a complaint using Form 5 available on their website at inforegulator.org.za. Email the form to popiacomplaints at inforegulator.org.za or call 0800-017-160. This message was brought to you by the Information Regulator of South Africa. Heart to heart with Bob Tini. That's exactly where you tuned into my family this afternoon. I am standing in from Paul. 32 after 1 is your time. We conclude our conversation with Mr. Francois Fouyun. Uh, sincere apologies, sir, uh, for uh, that tech glitch. We're back on the line now um, and um, we were still responding uh, to some of those uh, systemic, uh, in fact the the process that one follows uh, uh, Francois and I think you had almost concluded on that, um, yeah? Yes, yes, thank you Ayanda. My apologies for, for that. I'm not sure what happened to the sure. connection there. Sure. So, so, so let me just ask then, uh, Francois what is the actual rationale behind time lapses uh, between processes? 
Uh, sorry, can you just repeat that? What is the rationale behind, you know, the time gaps? For example, uh, f- behind the allocation of of the processing time um, uh, between uh, between between stages. So, you, so for example, you said that uh, when I submit my uh, my complaint to your office, it'll take two days before I get that um, complaint number. Sorry, I, I don't know what the t- terms are there. And then it takes an eight. It takes another eight days for uh, the officer, the complaint office, to then you know investigate, etc. And then it takes fifteen. You know, so I'm asking, what is the, why those time lapses? Is there no way to actually, because, to process complaints quicker? Because by the time I get to your office, I've probably spent, what, uh, a month or two at SARS, you know, running up and down. Yes. That, thank you for that question. That That is a very, very important question. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to clarify so um, the two days is actually the the maximum, um, and and we do publish how how our performance is against those time frames. Mm. In ninety nine percent, we will within the same day that we receive the complaint, we will already acknowledge receipt of the complaint and provide a a case number for that. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it's very, very seldom that you will see that it it will happen um, take two days. Then the second step when we get to the review of the complaint, again, um, eight days can actually be seen as the maximum time period it will take to review the complaint, to look mm. into the merits to see what happened. Again, in that, that result is also published in our annual report. And in more than 90% of the cases, it can even be in more than 95% of the cases. I, I don't have the actual stats in front of me now. But it might be even that in more than 95% of those cases, we provide the outcome to the taxpayer in far less than um, eight days. My usual experience mm. in that regard is is that it might actually even just like two or three days mm. um, for a taxpayer to get the review. Uh, the process there is very quick. Mm. And after we review the complaint, we unfortunately, we cannot effect the recommendations on the source systems by ourselves. That is then where we... Um, provide the recommendations to SARS, ah. and they will then have to hopefully implement the recommendations that that we make. And it is in this step where, um, with the cooperation of SARS, where we then endeavor to finalize the complaint. So the first maximum of eight days will just be to review and if we accept to make the recommendations to SARS, mm. and then the following 15 days is then to implement the recommendations, and that is where, where SARS then also gets involved in the process. Sure. Uh, Francois, uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, you're not. Um, that's a little bit concerning for me um, that uh, the office of the, uh, the, the, you know, the ombudsman, 
cannot enforce its own recommendation on SARS. Why is that? What, what, what then is the ultimate purpose of the Ombudsman's involvement then? Thank you. And, and, and this is also a, a topic of, of wider discussion. And, and I, I do foresee that um, this is definitely a, a topic that the office is also going to look in, into further. So it, it's a very, it, it's a valid topic to mm. already start have, um, having discussions going. So firstly, when, when we look at the Tax Administration Act, the, the reason for sure. the... The, the reason for the Office of the Tax Ombudsman was to be a quick and cost-effective way of resolving taxpayers' compliance. So that is the first thing. We want to have a quick process. Then a second thing that should be highlighted in the, that is already in the Tax Administration Act is the fact that should SARS not be implementing our recommendations. Mm, mm. Within 30 days of them receiving our recommendation, they must inform us of the reasons why they will not be implementing our recommendations. Now, in cases where they do not implement our recommendations and they indicate they're not going to do that, there is usually communication between our office and their office to address the reasons why they do not want to implement our, our recommendations. Mm. And in cases where we believe that it should be implemented and SARS feels that it should not be implemented and we are at this impasse and we cannot get past it, what will happen in those cases then is in our annual report that gets tabled in front of um, Parliament on a yearly basis, yeah. we will disclose that. So there will mm-hmm. be a certain repercussion for SARS in those cases mm. because it is disclosed to um, in front of Parliament. But I can also point out that currently the acceptance rate of recommendations is 99%. Mm, mm. It's almost 100%. It's very seldom that we find a case where, um, actually, when I say the other 1%, also refers to cases where um, SARS might have a valid reason to not implement, and that could be due to something that information that we did not have, um, we, we were not... I did not see that information, and the tax player did not disclose certain information yeah. to us. Look, the mechanics, uh, Mr. Fulyun, I, I beg your pardon, let me, you know, I'm looking at the time. The mechanics, uh, uh, I get the mechanics, but I think for me, it's 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 a great concern that the the ombudsman does not have a stamping authority as a litigating body uh, or the first ca- the first leg of litigation between uh, citizens and 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 SARS. Uh, and maybe let me ask this question: How do we how do we correct that? Um, or, or rather, how do we how do we improve process report what would need to happen in order for a body like the ombudsman to have a stamping authority to say that in between SARS and the court of law we have authority to say SARS you were unfair SARS this is what is actually due to the taxpayer 
Yes, so, so one of the implications currently is that the Office of the Tax Ombud is not a Chapter 9 institution yeah. that, that can make mm. binding recommendations. But again, your, your question is, is valid, and that is why, as we speak currently, that is something that our office is looking mm. into about the recommendations not being binding. And it is also something that uh, we are going to start soliciting um, the the views of, of our stakeholders. And, sure. and when I speak about stakeholders, it is taxpayers, it is the professional representative bodies, the law the law society and mm. the like. So so it is a process that we are going to embark on to get the general feel and then it is something that we if the if there is the need for it considering the, the environment and how many cases we deal with, we will then also look into the process of how do we go about then to have legislation amended to make it binding. Mm. But it is definitely something that the the office is prioritizing in mm. the community. Mm. No, thank you for that. I think, look, for me, um, just the... Um, just your ability, uh, 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 Francois, to to openly declare that. That, for me, carries the spirit of the kind of work that you do as, as an office. And I think I really, really appreciate that because, you know, it, when there's fine print that is not explained in colloquial terms uh, for people who come to an institution for help, then you already know there's other problems, you know, uh, that you're probably going to uh, come across when dealing with that office. And I think, for me, I just want to commend that that kind of declaration to say that look we will do the work um, but actually SARS can still come back and say mm, we hear you but actually no let's take a quick um, uh, uh, shot over to our voice messages uh, Francois if you could give us please uh, you know a, a few more minutes just three more minutes of your time uh, here's a question not a problem here's a thank you so much sir here's a question coming through uh, from Bishop Sipepe uh, and we're going to come back to an earlier question that we did receive from Alvin and the reason why I want to end with that one is because that earlier question is more a SARS question, which I'm really hoping you can at least help guide uh, the family uh, in terms of finding a resolution. Uh, good afternoon to you, Bishop. Good afternoon, uh, Radio Pulpit. And good afternoon to your guest, uh, Menyar Franz Verlune. I've got a question here. I've got a case uh, with uh, SARS the outstanding matter of 2009. And then I've went to SARS and I've tried to explain the matter to them according to what happened during that time and what they they want to believe that I owe them. And unfortunately, they wanted me to uh, produce the document of that case mm. uh, of which I don't have at the moment. Uh, for some other reasons, since they've been uh, captured by the landlord who mm. I rented the place from. And mm. unfortunately, I don't have. But I have photos and so on. And how, how can I be helped out of this thing? Mm. You know, I've tried and I've tried. And on the other end, again, the, the according to me, the mistake was done by SARS by then when I went and... Uh, uh, submitted my uh, returns. They are the ones who did that mistake. And I went back to them after that 
And then they told me that the case was handed over to the uh, debt collectors. And uh, I am no longer in their system. And I, I don't know. I, I went back to them mm. uh, recently. I think it, it was last year to try and resolve the matter. And unfortunately, I could not get any help. Do you think, is there anything that I can do to help me? Or maybe if you can give me your office number mm. that I can phone mm. or maybe visit your office and um, find out what steps can I take. I thank you. No, thank yes. you so much, Bishop, for that. Yes, uh, Mr. Foyun. Mm-hmm. So firstly, um, this, this is the type of complaints that our office can possibly um investigate and, and review if, if, if a taxpayer has followed the correct process and already reached out to source without any success this is the type of complaints where we will then start going into the merits to see what happened mm. and why it happened to determine what exactly is going on so it, it sounds like something that we can possibly um, review and then also I can just highlight to to the caller that our services are free, and and yes, they can indeed reach out to us by phone or or by email. We can mm. also um, email them a complaint form if if that is what they prefer, and then we can see if there is maybe something that that we can do depending on on what happened. That, that is amazing. That is that is so comforting for me because I was listening and I was thinking, mm, I wonder, you know, if this is the type of case. And I mean, thank you so much, Bishop, because now we have some kind of uh, sort of understanding, you know, of what kind of cases we can then bring uh, to your office. And I have a funny feeling uh, that, Francois, after this, you're going to be a very busy man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great thing. I mean, we, we all yet to serve yeah. taxpayers. So we are more than happy to to investigate complaints and dependent on the merits, um, see if there is something that we can do, if we can accept the case. Sure. Final question uh, from the floor uh, this afternoon, um, uh, Francois. Uh, Alvin says, my tax question is, SARS has disallowed pay-as-you-earn for 2021 um, as per my RIP5 certificate. Um, and why would uh, why would they allow this uh, pay-as-you-earn as per what? Okay. As per IRP5 certificate stating the amount of income tax that was deducted from my salary. So why would they not allow? Yeah. So why would SARS not allow? Um, how, how can we help in this case? Um, so my first question would be is then if, if SARS disallowed it and, mm. and the reason is, so a, a lot of times when SARS issues an additional assessment, there might be a, a reason for the additional assessment. And again, um, taxpayer does have the right to lodge an objection against that assessment. It, it, it's difficult for me to from to, to give a reason why mm. thought would have just disallowed the pay you earn. I'm not currently aware of of ca- or reasons why source would just be disallowing the the payers you earn. Mm. Um, usually, typically in cases where that might be the case is, and I'm not suggesting in his case that that is indeed what happened. Mm. But in, in cases where um, an employer has not yet reconciled an RP5 certificate, 
um, two sorts with requires your own reconciliation. In in those cases, source would ask bank statements and um, payships to verify the amount that was received and possibly deducted from the taxpayer's salary. Mm. But those are cases where there was no reconciliation or no RP5 certificate issued. It, it's unclear in, in this one because the fact that he says there is an RP5 certificate. Mm. But those are other cases where I would then also suggest for a taxpayer to soonest lodge an objection. That's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. This and should SARS delay in finalizing that objection, SARS has 60 days to finalize an objection. Should SARS not finalize that dispute within the 60 days, then um, the taxpayer can also reach out to our office. That is wonderful. And finally, uh, 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 Francois, how are we going to, maybe, because I think this is probably a bigger question, how are we going to deal with the issue of literacy? Um, I'm finding more and more that it's perhaps we perhaps don't necessarily have uh you know queries and questions but you know there's a there's a there's a sizable chunk of our population who are taxpayers who are not necessarily uh, literate in terms of tax laws you know what to do how are we going to how are we going to solve that problem that that is that is critical um income tax or not just income tax the tax laws on its own is already <sighs> is already <laughs> complex and difficult to understand. Even for people who've got qualifications and degrees degrees in it, it, it is a complex area. And and I appreciate your question, and it's true. There, there should be education. And that is also what our office is trying to do. We Great. do have a division at our office course um, where, where we reach out to... We, we go to different regions mm. and we, we do try and speak to taxpayers. And we also, in the, the limited ways that we can, we do try and, and educate the taxpayers mm. on various platforms and outreach opportunities. But it, it's definitely something that the society should look into in, in general. Mm. Um, because it, it is a complex area and we are also... If there's any recommendations on how we can approve or areas that we can still reach out to, I think that is also suggestions that can be made to our office for um, consideration. Like I say, we do visit various various provinces and, mm. and regions. And if there's a need, we can also try and go to those those areas. Yeah. I think the Office of the Tax Ombudsman is going to be receiving a lot of tea party invitations. Uh, please gear up for it. Uh, Francois, where do we find uh, your office and how do we reach out to lodge complaints, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, so we do have an office um, in mainland Pretoria. Our address is 8730 Beer Street in mainland Pretoria. And then also our contact details are 0800-662-837. And then we also have a a website, www.taxombuds.gov.za. And then lastly, uh, taxpayers can email us at complaints 
at taxombud.gov.zi. Fantastic. Francois, you've given us way more time than we did request, and we absolutely appreciate your generosity. Thank you to uh, the team for this conversation, and uh, we certainly look forward to further engagements as you go from region to region. Please stop by here in Pretoria. (laughs) We'll be waiting. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Ayanda. It was great speaking to you. Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Francois, for you in this afternoon, my family, uh, he is the Specialist Legal Services and uh, Systemic Investigations uh, uh, Office at the Office of the Tax Ombudsman. Truly grateful that at least we were able to sort of, you know, uh, debunk some of those questions that came through. Bishop, I hope you helped. Uh, I'll continue to mention some of those numbers that were given, how you can get hold of uh, the Ombudsman, my family. Three, uh, not not three, six minutes before the top of the hour. And of course, at two o'clock, we uh, cross over to uh, the uh, community news, not community news, good news bulletin, I beg your pardon, uh, at the top of the hour. And after that, the reason why I'm stuttering is because I'm excited. We've got a party happening on the other side of two o'clock. And that is your praise party. And so we will start taking those live calls, those voice notes, uh, voice notes on 0826572279. Uh, those live calls 012-334-1322 Great sounds of music Take us to the news at the top of the hour The words of the Lord are words of life Your heart is on 657 AM Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request To 082-657-2729 And our care centre will gladly contact you To pray for you Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice and update your details. Or SMS the word DEVOTIONAL to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. Umkulego ulungileo unamandla. Kubega ukulegele iredu pulpit. Nomsebenzi esuenza uningizm Afrika nomshaba wongi. You and 657 AM and life. A winning team on the road to eternity.